So you have come here for information. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. Welcome back. Lori and Julia show here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. And uh, keep in mind that our diaper drive for Hurricane Florence, presented by Ungerman Restoration, is still going to be at the General Store in Minnetonka for just under two hours. The truck will be there until 6 o'clock. I got a call last hour from a nice uh, listener who had just donated some diapers and wipes, and she said, we need to fill up the truck, which we would love to do. So Yes, we would. If you're in that part of town, please stop by the General Store and Especially diapers in the, was it three, four, and five three, four, sizes? Three, four, and five, yeah. Three, four, and five, okay. Yeah. Very good. All right, thank you so much, Donnie. Yep. Now, Julia. Yes, Julia. Uh, it is, it's, it's uh, two weeks and one day before our project down in Dirty stand-up <gasps> comedy thing. That's all it is. It, that's all it is. Okay, it's, can I? It's two weeks away, and I thought you would might be interested in knowing some more things about stand-up comics. Like, how much does the average stand-up comedian make a year? Oh, they make about thirty thousand dollars a year, about eighteen thirty an hour. In case you're wondering, is that it? That's it. And uh, the um, but they the average one does it as a as a part time, right, Lori? Or is pro- that who a, I knows? Think, I'm just letting people oh, know in case right, they're all right. thinking, you know, about that. I'm getting and, out my um my project down in dirty folder, which has no jokes in it, but a lot of steps. A lot of steps. How to be one. <laughs> That's right. But no jokes. <laughs> well, There's that one joke. You might need those eventually. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the highest paid comedian last year was Jerry Seinfeld, yeah. by the way, followed what? by Chris Rock, Louis C.K., Dave on. Chappelle, Amy Schumer, Kevin Hart, Jim Gaffigan, and Terry Fader, who has a show in Vegas. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So let's see what else can I tell you. Um, some of the richest comedians, Joan Rivers was one of them. Oh, Seth MacFarlane, yep. her family guy. Jay Leno. Jay Leno, bingo. Ellen DeGeneres, Adam Sandler. David Letterman. Uh, Larry David and Matt Stone. Who's Matt Stone? Uh, Matt Stone, Stone I, I Trey Parker, South oh, Park. Oh, South Park guy. Oh, South Park. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's, uh, you know. That was so helpful for me. Well, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> That was good. Uh, Can I tell you? Because I talked to Alexis at the diaper drive. Mm-hmm. Um, they were Don and Alexis were just leaving as we were coming, and I said, "What do you think?" And she goes, "This is crazy." I said, "Well, have you been thinking about it?" And she goes, "Well, I'm. You know, I think She's too busy doing the traffic. What? <laughs> Can you imagine? No. Can you imagine? Penny, we Don, miss you. And Don can't do it because she doesn't know the Twin Cities. Well, she's only been here a couple of years. Well, wait. I can't even imagine doing the traffic. I would do it like I would do the weather. It's raining out. Look out your window. Well, there's some good stand-up right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That's it. There's, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. Wow. Seriously, though. I mean, serious. So, um, in the um, 25 million steps to become a stand-up comedian. Yes. um, There are, you know, I've got, like, ideas for what to wear, and that's about it. And I need fake eyelashes. I've made those notes yesterday mm-hmm. because I want to be seen. Most importantly, how am I going to look when I'm on stage instead of what's going to yeah, come out of my mouth? Yeah, what are we wearing? I love you, Lori. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I would, you know, someone sent me some jokes yesterday again. Again? Nice. That, no, just the same person. She and Joanna Rodriguez. Um, she sent me the jokes, and I, I will I will tell you one of them. Oh, good. Um, all right. 
people think I'm jealous of Lori. I'm really not. So no, she, the better joke so is she's people taller. think I'm jealous of Lori. They're right. <laughs> okay. Okay. If you want okay. to make a choice. Lori, now I gotta make I gotta write that down. It was so good. Because you can do that in mind too. <laughs> right. What, what was her punchline? Okay, hers was um people think I'm jealous of Lori. I'm really I'm really not. So she's taller, more popular, a natural blonde. Her hair always looks perfect. We are at the state fair wherever we go. Everyone comes up to me. It's meet us. Nice to meet you, girls. I love you, Lori. Your hair is amazing. Who does it? I mean, you always, Lori. You are so skinny, Lori. Your makeup, Lori. Your hair, your makeup. Oh wait, your glasses. See, there oh my you gosh, go. just Rosie and Donnie. Where did you get those great glasses? Why do you always look so perfect? Your skin, your skin, your hair, your makeup, your clothes. See, I'm not jealous. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah, no, it's good. It. I. I really. I never was. No, we've never been never. jealous of each other. Never. Because we have just different. We just have different skill sets and different different things. But the hair stuff. Get a blowout. I can't. I don't have horse hair like you. My hair would not <laughs> look good hair. for two weeks without washing it. I don't. I, I listen. Your lifestyle is conducive to that. I spend my time commuting when you spend your time in the beauty shop. That's right. That's totally you, it. You drive more I than drive. I do. I'm a driver. Would you like to get inspired from a stand-up comedian? Please. Donnie please. has, okay. we've got another. Who are we going to feature today? Well, I don't know. She's a, so a relative newcomer. She was on Colbert. Her name is Emma Willman. And this is a different style, Julia. Okay. So it's more of a story, you know, sort of like an Ella DeGeneres style. Right. Oh, all right. I love that we're getting into different genres Gen- of comedians. Yeah. Well, because because that's going to be really important right. for me to pick which one exactly I want to be. Okay, here we go. I'm from a tiny town originally. I grew up in a town of 800 people, so we would have newspaper headlines that would read like this. It would be like, the thief has been arrested. It was Rick. (laughs) (laughs) It's always Rick every time. That's the thief, Rick. We had a gay pride once in my town, and it was just one person skipping down Main Street. (laughs) That was it. One person skipping, and everyone was like, go, Steve, go. And then a protester showed up just walking after him. We were like, Steve, skip faster. Go, go, go. The protester was yelling at him like, stop skipping. And the protester was his father. So I used to always go back and forth with when I would come out of the closet, like in my stand-up. But now I do it right away because I don't want anyone like sitting and wondering if I'm an awkward-looking straight girl, you know? Think how weird it would get in here if I was like, guys, I'm having problems with men. (laughs) Yeah. You'd be like, sure, I'd hope so, actually. Yeah. (laughs) But I hate that stereotype that lesbians are mean to men. I'm like, you think lesbians are mean to men? Have you ever talked to a straight married woman over 45? (laughs) Mean to men. Give her some white Zinfandel. She'll commit a hate crime. She doesn't care. She is pissed. Get her all sauced up and they hate you. She's going in. She's going in. She's like, oh, he's a typical man, a moron who can't communicate, doesn't pull his weight around the house. You're like, okay, lady, well, you're talking about your son, and (laughs) he's a toddler, so scale it back. 
A little oh, different there style. You go. That was kind of a different, just, yeah. just more storytelling. Yeah. That's but but everything was timed. Yeah. I mean, and she had all those come at you. Well, it's okay. a set that she worked on with yeah. for years. No, not for years, Julia. Oh my gosh! Yeah. All I, right. So the other thing, what else? My, all my mom wants to know if she's going to be able to watch it. I wish I could be there. I said, well, unlike the musical and the rock and roll, there won't be copyright things for songs, so they probably will figure out a way to stream it. Will they? And have it available for people who you know can't make it to Mystic. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, because yeah. we couldn't do that right. with the musical. No, no you're couldn't. right, Laura. And the other thing, because of copyright. Because this is yeah. going to be all um, original, original contact. That's right. Unless I just up as Unless Joan Rivers and do one of her sets. Well, or <laughs> you're going to pull a Dennis Leary and just blatantly steal a bunch of other people's <laughs> jokes and string them together. <laughs> Should I? A lot of comedians that we, have done that. That's so much work. I don't really want to put that much work into it. I know I have to. I that's, know I have to, but I'm being really honest. Six minutes. Seven. Seven well, minutes. Six or seven. Okay. That's so many minutes. What we just listened to was about two. How much? It was two. Two minutes. Yeah. Okay, so seven minutes times 60 420 seconds. Oh, gosh. Well, that's Lori, not helpful. Lori, you just sit on the side <laughs> and with I'll, a cue card. I'll do the countdown. We only have 300 left. <laughs> we only have 200 left. We only have 100 left. That'll be a big But clock. I thought that might make you feel better, 420 seconds. No, that's a long time to count. One, One 100, two, two, 100, three, four, five. Yeah, We're talking right, about Project Done Dirty, the comedy show. There shop. are like maybe 100 seats left. And the thing at that, theater is that the stage is as wide as the length of the seats yes it is so and, every, and, and it's tiered it's tiered it's the, there's no bad seat no in bad that place seat. and if you. you go and um drop off diapers today or wipes out at the general store right now you can also register to win a pair of tickets yeah, there you that go we're giving away all right well let's be done with our stand-up all right. anxiety uh that was for helpful the today we'll we'll pick it back up don't worry mm. another show and we come back <laughs> random thoughts you know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's oh, all it is. I have good ones today, people. Just sit back and, and enjoy your time. Did you know that the Trianos- Trianosaurus Rex... How do you say Triana? Tyrannosaurus. Tyrannosaurus Rex yeah. had eyes that were 13 times as precise as a human being, meaning they could see their prey from four miles away. Whoa. No one was safe. Oh, four miles away, no one was safe. Jeez. All right, I got another good that's one. Pretty good one. Any any little kid that's out there collecting dinosaur facts is going to... That's it. Four that miles away. away. I like that one. People who complain online are more likely to suffer from anxiety, depression, and stress. Completely so for all your haters, that. just feel bad for them. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, I have a um, niece who's not a young niece. She's like 30. She complains about everything Ish. online. It is if so ugly. someone is slow with the coffee, and I mean, she's the most anxious person. Is she? Yes. So yeah, she's ang- she's very anxious, and sometimes I just send her a little a little note, and I'm like, don't even bother. Give yourself a hug, honey. Yeah, yeah. but she, she says it makes her feel better, but really, now I'll be able to tell her about this study. No, it's making you feel worse. It does make you feel worse. All right, so here, um, all right, so do you ever have heartburn? Not, not, not usually, no. Donnie, do you get it? 
uh, not in quite some time. Yeah. But I have. All right. Well, then this. I know you do. I do. Really? But I quit taking the pills, you know, after that study came out that you're going to die taking Nexium or whatever that study was. I'm I'm overgeneralizing people. I think yeah. so. I'm overgeneralizing <laughs> Nexium if you're listening, whoever makes it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. But here are some foods that you can just eat to get rid of it. Um, bananas, chicken, fennel, celery, literally chewing into a ginger root or fr- foods with ginger, Blech. oatmeal and salads. All right, there. Okay. I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it. It's pepperoni pizza day. We're waiting for ours to be delivered by Devani's. Late again. Anytime. Or anybody. 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 We're at 3415 to... University Avenue, South St. Paul. <laughs> Get it here by five. Yeah, Hubbard Broadcasting. It has to be here by five. The doors show after that. Lori and Julia. Um, so, Wouldn't that be amazing if someone sent us? Oh, my gosh. I'm dying. And We'd we want to take a Pizza Hut one. Yeah. Little Caesars. We don't care. Luce. Domino's. Domino's Pizza Delivers. Mm-hmm. All right. It's not your fault that you're lazy. You know, want you want to know why? Our brains are wired that way, and like everything with our sexuality, it all goes back, back to, to the, the caveman, caveman days. And we were built to be lazy to, for our bodies to save energy for, for the hunt, for the and hunt, for the gathering. Yes, and for we, fleeing from the dinosaurs yeah, that, that could see us from four miles away. <laughs> but so when you do get motivated to do stuff, your brain has to work so much harder. To overcome human nature. Yeah. Boy, so, you're the teenagers. Are you listening? I know. Exercisers, me, are mm-hmm. you listening? Okay, so this makes me sad. But um, I want to know if you would, if you're a parent of a 10-year-old child, they did a study over a thousand parents were asked about five different activities. And they did this study. Um, when did they do this? The study was done about five years ago. Or 10 years ago, okay? And it the study is... Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Would you let your 10-year-old do these things today without supervision? Okay? Okay. So the past versus the future. Would you let your 10-year-old stay home alone for an hour or two? Yes. 53%, I say yes. Mm-hmm. 53% say yes. 36% said it's just okay. Um, but in three states, you can't. Would you let your um, kid walk or bike to school alone? 
68% did Depends it. on where the school is. Yeah, yeah and yeah, only 43% would let their kids do it now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, actually, it's what we did as kids versus what parents think now. Right. Um, would you let your kid play in a public park on their own? A 10-year-old. 51% did it as kids, but only 26% will do it now. Mm-hmm. Would you let your kid play in a yard without an adult? We all did this. 91% did it before. Only 78% say they'd let well, their kids do it. That's pretty high. Would you let your kid go trick-or-treating without an adult? At 10? Mm-hmm. Yes. 44% you did it. Mm-hmm. Only 24 would do it now. Mm-hmm. So it's... Times are changing. No, I think parents on Halloween, they have, you know, they've got their little Halloween parties in the neighborhoods, yeah. which they've by got their the class, way, they got their little, they got their things. It's kind of more like our mom just sent us out with our pillowcases. Yeah. But, you know, to be fair, I mean, my dad went with us. No, but to be fair, like, I think when we lived in Japan, we lived yeah. on an Air Force base after the first so, year of So everyone you, knew everyone. Well, it's like a gated community, if you will. Yeah, because you're right. Yeah. So I, I, that might have been why. Yes. But I suppose when, we were, when you were younger, yeah, one of your parents went with you. We did. We did. Um, do you think that we live in the unhappiest state in America? No. Okay. That's based on three key metrics. Influence of happiness, that influence happiness, emotional and physical well-being, work environment, and community environment. Yeah, no Who do you think is the are, worst? Well, it's probably going to be some poor Southern West Virginia. State. Yeah. Unhappiest mm-hmm. by far. And then followed by Arkansas, the happiest is? Minnesota. Hawaii. Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Followed by Utah and Minnesota. Yay! Mm-hmm. Is that something? I, I feel like it's those three every year in that happiness it is. meter. It is. Who do you think started Tommy Bahama? Tommy Bahama. He didn't. Bob <laughs> Mfield from Orno, Minnesota, is the co-founder of Tommy Bahama's really? clothing with business partner Tony Margolis. The fictional character Tommy Bahama was created while vacationing in Florida. Later on, they started to wonder what kind of clothes this character would wear, and thus was born Tommy Bahama's line. What a Amphield brilliant idea. lives in Minnesota and Florida. Very nice. Whoever, that is good. I thought so. Good to know. Julia. We're going to invent a character this weekend in Vegas. That's right. Mm-hmm. Consuelo, Consuelo. <laughs> <laughs> Just love that, don't you? Jackie Hoffman's drag queen name. All right, listen, <laughs> we come back. We got some Jane Fonda. I think. Now, trend has emerged. This is the My Talk Now trending report. What's happening right now? Alexa trending this afternoon because Amazon has revealed a ton of new products and Alexa functions today. They revealed a new dot and a new Amazon show, a subwoofer, echo wall clock, and yes, even an Amazon microwave. Now they just want your soul. The Amazon microwave? The Amazon microwave, Johnny. So you just talk to it? You say, Alexa, cook my popcorn for three minutes? I'm assuming yes. I have not investigated it that much. Uh, Also trending online would be uh, Kanye West, yes, and his lovely Instagram posts where he's telling Drake, Nick Cannon, and Tyson Beckford to stop talking about Kim Kardashian West. That's not very nice of them to do that. Also trending online would be Meghan Markle. She was joined by her mother, Doria Ragland, in London. Uh, They had attended an event together, which was a launch of a cookbook. How fantastic. And also... Also trending online this afternoon would be Kerry Fukunaga. He has been announced as the director of the latest James Bond movie. And mark your calendars, folks. It's going to be out Valentine's Day of 2020. That's what's trending here at my talk.
Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. Jane Fonda has been everywhere this week. HBO starting on Monday. Her documentary about her life, Jane Fonda in Five Acts, uh, will be on HBO. It's two hours and 15 minutes. There are, the reviews on it are very good. I mean, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. There's only like 10 critics that have reviewed it. Um, But just, you know, uh, she's interesting woman and what she's where she's been in her whole life if you consider it she's 80 years old oh. and that's why it's calling it five acts that's what oh, kind of in her memoir is that yeah. your life has five five acts five mm-hmm. arcs of your life and so she was on with uh stephen colbert last night of course she looked like a million bucks oh, and she does he uh let's i think they start talking about the because this movie previewed at sundance last year oh, okay the document, the clip we just saw, Jane Fonda in Five Acts, premiered last week. It's the story of your life. What is that like it's- to sit in a room <laughs> while other people see this intimate portrait of your life, some of which I assume must have come as some surprise to you? Well, I, I'd written my memoir. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd, I'd talked about a lot of the things, but it's different when you actually see it on the screen. And, you know, it's I didn't have anything to do with how it was edited or anything like that. I just... Susan Lacey, the director, knew what questions to ask, and she knew how to organize the material. And it's scary to watch it, because it's not all flattering. Is there anything that surprised you about your own life when well, you Susan, watched it? Susan Lacey, is, you know, she created American Masters for PBS mm-hmm. and did such mm-hmm. great work. And, and then she moved to HBO, and uh, she's really talented. And she got footage that I had never seen. Home. You know, home. You know, home archival. Movies? Oh, home movies, oh, archival right. stuff. Well, your dad must have had a lot of home movies because he was a spokesman for GAF, Super Eight Movies. He was. <laughs> for the people right. at home who don't. No, you know, see yes. the thing, and may- maybe audiences will relate. People who saw in Golden Pond, they kind of know who he is because he was kind of like Norman Thayer. You know, he didn't. He was kind of like, yeah, okay. He didn't talk a lot. It's a partly generational. And a little, a little standoffish. Little crusty, but he loved cameras because they gave him a chance to hide behind a camera. You didn't have to talk to people at a party because you were always taking pictures. Do you know people like you know people like that, mm-hmm. right? And um, so he took a lot of home movies, but some of the things aren't even from home movies. I don't know where she got them. It was, it was really interesting to watch, but it's also really scary. I believe that. You've right. seen your whole oh, life. And, I, oh. You know, this kittenish ingenue. She's the daughter of a famous actor and has this whole tragic thing. You know, her mom uh, dies when she's 12 and her dad tells her that she had a heart attack and she finds out from a magazine that her mom took her life in a mental institution. That to me is just... But, I mean, you know, yeah. her man and father, little words, is, you know, I'm not going to tell right. my daughter, you know, this. Mm. So anyway, uh, let's play the next one. He shows uh, the famous Jane Fonda mugshot, early 70s. She kind of looks like she, her character in Clute with the yes. shag. Here we go. Now, you, you tweeted this out the other day. I- uh I I I sure never did expect to see my mugshot on Times Square, and you held your fist up in your mugshot. Right. Very nice to keep that in. 
Everybody doesn't do that? It depends on what you're being arrested for. Right. What, what were you being arrested for back in the day? Nixon set me up. I, I was traveling from Canada, and I had a suitcase filled with vitamin pills and little envelopes, and they busted me for drug trafficking. And now, wait a second. Did you put those, those vitamin pills in the envelopes to make it look like they were drugs to get them back, or were you really just smuggling vitamins in? I was on a speaking tour. I had vitamins. What do you want? I had, you know, in red nail polish, I'd put on one little thing. It would be B for breakfast and L for lunch and D for dinner. I was really out there in those days. <laughs> oh, wow. And uh, wow. The, the arresting officer said to me, I'm working on orders from the White House. You should know this. Wow. And That's took, kind of flat. And there were headlines, it's fond of smuggling drugs. And then, you know, they sent them all to a lab in Chicago, and it turned out they were vitamins, and there was like this much... You know, oh, sorry, it wasn't drugs, it was vitamins. That's just a little part of what goes on with activists. Well, how did it feel to know that the President of the United States was, was targeting you personally? It didn't feel good. He had better things he should have been focusing on. As, you know, he, he wanted to figure out how they could get me for treason. Mm -hmm. And so he assigned to the Justice mm -hmm. Department to, to find a way, and they ended up, the investigators ended up coming back to him and saying, you know, she, she didn't commit treason. All she did was make the soldiers think, you should focus on somebody who's really a danger. So I felt pretty good. I was exonerated. And the ACLU took my case and sued, and, and we were right, and we won. So, I mean, you know, That's we kind of forget all the yeah. stuff that happens. We hear right. this next clip where she does talk about Viet, Vietnam because there are a lot, a lot, a lot of Miss, soldiers and veterans right. who just absolutely hated what she right. did when she went to Hanoi. So I think this she addresses it here. One, one section of the film uh, focuses on your activism uh, against the war in Vietnam. Have what we've learned about that war in the decades since uh, changed your attitude toward that war or changed your attitude about what you did at the time? No, I have from the m moment that I did the bad thing I did, which was I sat on an anti-aircraft gun in North Vietnam. I wasn't even thinking what I was doing, and, and photographs were taken, and that image went out, and the image makes it look like I was against our soldiers, which was never the case. I had been working with soldiers prior to that, and for years after that, it's why I made the movie Coming Home, but that image is there, and I will go to my grave regretting that. Um, and I knew right away that that was, that was, that was wrong, but I, I had really studied the war. I knew a lot. I learned from soldiers about what was going on, so I'm, I don't regret going to North Vietnam. I learned a lot while I was there. According, you know, in the documentary, my second husband, who I really miss, Tom Hayden, he, you know, he says the bombing of the dikes of North Vietnam stopped because Jane Fonda went there and exposed it. And, uh, and I'm proud of that because I think it saved a lot of lives. Isn't it amazing what an image does, though? Oh, yeah. Without any that that was just. I mean, my yeah. dad like hated her for for years, but no one ever even knew the true story. Well, it was just the image of her right. sitting on it. It seemed like she was against America, right. and it was just she used as propaganda. Yeah. You know, by the by, the North Vietnamese. Okay, yeah. so um, I'm really anxious to see this documentary. It's Jane oh, Fonda yeah. and Five Acts starting 
uh, Monday on HBO. Uh, this is an interesting story. I don't think I'd ever heard it, but of course, remember Jane Fonda of the 80s, fitness guru. Oh, gosh, yes, we do. Yeah, a lot of people got to know you as the, the Jane Fonda uh, uh, original workout. Um, people were sort of surprised when they saw this because they knew sort of the activist Jane Fonda, the very socially conscious actress, and then suddenly this. What, was, what, what, what actually was going on here? Well, I, I, my Tom Hayden, my second husband, and I had started a, an organization in California. It was a statewide organization called the Campaign for Economic Democracy. California is huge. It took a lot of money to have this organization, which did absolutely great things. And it was during a recession, and I had to figure out, i got to start a business that can make money for the organization. And it was the workout. And all the money Wait. from the workout went to Campaign so for Economic Democracy. all of this was to raise money? Yeah. For the campaign for economic democracy, uh, you must have raised some serious coin. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I had no idea. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did. I mean, All I guess of those workout videos yes. were to raise money. Money, yeah. Good She's very, her. very much an activist. Wow. I guess in the in the in this documentary, where she does talk about plastic surgery, she she's. She says in this documentary, I'm glad I look good for my age, but I've had plastic surgery. I got tired of looking tired when I wasn't. On one level, I hate the fact I've had the need to alter myself physically to feel that I'm okay. I wish I wasn't like that. I love older faces. I love lived-in faces. I love Vanessa Redgrave's face. I wish I was braver, but I am what I am, which I think is very honest. I do, too. She also says she credits good posture with looking younger. She said it's it's a whole thing. And she does say again in this uh, documentary, your age is less chronological and more attitudinal. 100% correct. Oh, Mm -hmm. I just love... Anyway, it was a great oh. interview, and Stephen Colbert had like a he had a great monologue. Then he had Jane Fonda on, and then he had Willie Nelson, who we're going to hear from later, who was just delightful. And he was, played this game with Willie Nelson, where he held up photos of people that he needs to, you know, smoke a blunt with. Oh, okay. So the first one was Pope Paul, Pope John Paul, or oh, the one is yeah. him. Oh yeah, I do it with him. But yeah, Francis. Oh yeah, I do me. with him. You know, and then he shows a. A uh, picture of you know a few other people and on there. He shows a picture of President Trump and he's like, oh, he needs to do that. I think he needs <laughs> that. Or at least right have a drink. Yeah, and then and then he showed a picture of uh, President Obama. I think he's been there. You know, he was just. <laughs> it was so funny, oh, and they were in funny. Willie's camper. Oh, yeah, camper. that's because yeah. remember Jenna Hager Bush interviewed him in his, his camper. camper. That's, that's how he, he travels. Yeah. Right, I got to jump in here. Uh, yep. B. Arthur wants to chat with us just for a little bit. Please. Uh, on the uh, diaper drive update. Uh, Ms. B, are you there? Hey, guys. Hi. Good. We are at the general store of Minnetonka just off 494 in Williston and 7. You girls were here too. Day. Yes, and I've got it. a couple of gals here who just brought in some diapers, and we are still out here. Rain or shine, we are going to be here to get diapers and wipes for the North Carolina Diaper Bank to help the people that have been affected by Hurricane Florence, of course. And first, we're going to talk to Beth. Beth, just tell me what like prompted you to bring your donation. Um, because we don't have hurricanes. We don't have feet of rain, and I can't even imagine what they're going through, so... Beth, that's awesome. Thank you so much for your contribution. And Cindy is here as well. She just brought in a a donation as well. Cindy, what what prompted you to make this trip? I have relatives in North Carolina, but also I um, 
I also heard dying on the radio recently just go, hey, we need more. And I was planning to come here anyhow on my way home, but I thought, oh, I got to go pick up a, an, another one because they need more. So happy to do it and so glad you guys are, are being a sponsor for this. Oh, Cindy, thank so you, you guys, so much. My talk listeners never cease to amaze, do they? No, no. they really um, don't. I think that's so up. awesome. Cindy and Beth and everybody else who's made donations. And if you can't get to the general store in Minnetonka on Highway 7, you can always go online to mytalk1071.com keyword diapers and make a donation there. We All right, thanks, gals. Thank, thank you, so you so much. Thank you so much. When we come back, it's time for Hollywood Speech. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? What is the meaning of this? Okay, Julia, I think we gotta just start with uh, this. So, a certain, you know, radio conglomerate that's having a big festival this weekend, okay. a music festival. Yeah. They tweeted, uh, um, you know, radio festival performer, check. Talk show host, check. Kelly Clarkson is doing it all. And then she tweets back, except for getting my songs played Woo! on your stations. I guess I, I'm cool enough to invite, but not cool enough to play my record. Whoa. Yeah, she's letting them know. That hashtag is a good clap back. No kidding. Has, hashtag truth. Hashtag that album is so, so good. good. I know people love uh, that album. You have. I lot- thought she was coming in May, but it's February. Oh, it's February. I think it is that Kelly Clarkson is February. Donnie, could you look that up for us? He's on the phone, and then mm. uh, Cher is in May. Okay, I know okay. Cher is in May. Okay. Okay, so way to go, Kelly. I love that. Clap back. Okay, Martin Sheen, President Jed Bartlett. A few weeks after Rob Lowe said he would like to get the West Wing crew back together because he had fun directing and being in the bad seed. Yes. Uh, Martin Sheen, Sheen told Page Six he'd love to be part of the reboot. He said, well, of course I would, but I would be too old for office right now. I wouldn't know how they'd fit me in, but of course I would be delighted. It's the first I've heard of it. Well, it's like Reboot Central it, in it's Hollywood. It's totally... Re- and what a great thing for all these actors that have are either moved on to different things or just kind of not doing things. He's involved in a lot of other things still, but he loves to read books and listen to classical music. Yeah, he's starring in Anne of Green Gables, Fire and Dew. So that... And he's the one who nominated for the great book competition on PBS. Yes. He nominated Anne of Green Gables. The and, Great American Read. Yes. And that movie... Oh, I love that movie, mm-hmm. Anna Green Gables. My mm-hmm. mom loved that book. Yeah. And um, so I just think it is time. He doesn't have to be the president. He can be the, you know, the former president. He can be gets called just the, the statesman who helps, exactly. you know, yeah. all the stuff. Oh, Kelly Clarkson is going to be here on Saturday, February 16th at the Excel Center. Yeah. I feel like that's President's Day weekend without looking at the calendar. Oh, all right. Yeah, it is. Fun. I know it. Please. Oh, she's good. Uh, Kanye West went on off on a tirade today, walking down the street, doing an Insta story. He was walking underneath the L in Chicago when he posted a series of videos uh, to Instagram in which he basically told Nick Cannon, Drake, and Tyson Beckford to keep his wife's name out of their mouth. Um, like Nick Cannon, I understand you used to date my wife, but you get in an interview, don't mention my wife. Hey, I respect that man. I'm not speaking on that. Don't be making no suggestions about my wife. And then, and then, uh, Drake, Drake, you know, he didn't knock down the Kiki rumors that it wasn't about his wife. Here's the thing with Kanye. His wife, 
is famous for doing a sex tape. Right. That's how she started out. So everyone has already pretty much seen everything that they can see. And um, exactly, and she poses half naked every other day. She had two of their husbands and other boyfriends. She's been and- around big. Why are you being so sensitive? Yeah, why? Why Kanye? are you being so sensitive? And he's saying, I'm out of my dark place now so I can address this. Why does it have to be public? Pick up the phone. And he actually, at the end of it, said, I would pick up the phone, but these people don't answer their phone. I'm thinking, yeah. if they saw a call from you, come on. Yeah, well, here's or what, text them. Here's what uh, somebody uh, tweeted, you know, like a uh, black lab was sort of that befuddled look. And it says, so Kanye disrespected all the black Americans by saying slavery was a choice, but now he's crying foul by assuming that people are disrespecting his wife, which is kind of... Yes. He's, he's he's off balance, Laurie. He, he's really he, he teeters on the teeter totter. Yeah, his teeter totter <laughs> and merry go round keep spinning up and down, around and round. We don't know what's going to come out next. Yeah. Um, let's see. When Red Carpet Fashion Awards founder Catherine Kalen made a joke on Insta when Blake Lively was in London on um, Sunday or Monday for the premiere of A Simple Favor. Right. She commented that, oh, Blake is wearing suit number 1,356. And Blake had this to say in her comments. Would you don't, would you note a man wearing lots of suits during a promo tour? So why can't a woman? Just saying, no double standards, ladies. Yeah, good for you. Well, no kidding. And the reason and the whole thing behind it is that, the you know, she started wearing um, the suits. They decided that's her character in the yeah. movie. So she, I love men's suits. Like, but why, why, why? Good for count? You. Why do you always? I mean, it's like pick on women for what they're wearing and versus, never say anything about dude, a guy. Dude, you wore that exact same black tuxedo to last year's event. I'm just gonna say it. Women in this country, we have had it. We are up to here with the double standards and not being believed. And all this other stuff, women have we we have had it. Just everyone is on notice. And this was a woman who made this joke. Yeah, I know, but yeah. I'm just saying, women are we've had it. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're done with it. Okay? okay, all right. Here's another one. Um, Emmy winner Glenn Weiss. This is this is kind of a good one, Lori. Yeah. So he made the surprise proposal to his longtime girlfriend. Went way over his thirty seconds of acceptance speech. Mm-hmm. And um, page six got the word that there's quite a few Broadway people who are bristling. They said when while TV audiences might have been enthralled with his on-air proposal to his longtime girlfriend. Broadway people were not thrilled. Glenn has produced and directed the Tonys for CBS for many years. He's an unforgiving stickler when it comes to the 45 seconds that they have at the Tonys. For their acceptance speech. He's directed 18 telecasts. And a theater exec said he gives his pompous speech every year to the nominees, uh, lecturing about how... The clock starts. It's not fair. The pro added, leave it to him to completely flout his own rule in order to grab as much attention as humanly possible for him and his girlfriend as his speech clocked in at three minutes. And he knew how much chaos he was causing. Bitter, bitter. There was no chaos because that show was so boring. Maybe he realized it needed some excitement. I don't, I don't but think. I, 
I don't, don't think that people went, were were in short lucky for him. Yep. I mean, Will Ferrell had to walk out slowly because they were going to finish. As it was, they finished a minute before ten. Yeah, they needed filler. Yeah. So, and I, I, and I do. I mean, there was a story that his daughters, his fourteen and seventeen year old daughters, were shocked. They didn't know. And I mean, I don't know what the protocol is like when you're divorced. That you do you talk to your kids first? Probably. I think it was. Um, you tell really, them first. I, of course you do. And I think the other thing is, I he, think he, he was emotional as mom died two I weeks know. earlier. Julia, he's a 65-year-old man. Come on, please. Just, he's a hypocrite. Just say it. Hashtag hypocrite. Okay, thank you. You're on notice. All right. You're on notice. Listen, we come back. We got a little Willie Nelson for you. And a new Avril Lavigne song. She's back.